0: Who can take a sunrise, sprinkle it with dew, cover it in chocolate and the miracle or two? the Candyman. The Candyman can. The Candyman can, cause mixes it with love and makes the world taste good. Who can take a rainbow, wrap it in a sign? Nope.
1: Uh, yeah, no, none, so nothing at all. <laughs> no life changes uh, um, for the for myself or the world, or or yourself or the world. Uh, it's it's been a long two weeks, though, hasn't it?
0: Yeah, two weeks ago we were doing our um uh, our NBA mythical creatures draft. I want to show you the show notes from this. I don't. I'm not even a hundred percent sure this happened because these are my notes it's just a it just says mythical draft and it's a blank page
1: that is astounding you like, didn't even take notes on the. you didn't even prepare for the draft
0: i couldn't i like i'm telling you there's a there's a good chance it never happened <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh man it I'm might assuming, not have th- I'm assuming I, I remember very stretchy. little i just remember thinking my team was the best but that doesn't mean it actually happened because I, I would have thought that regardless. Was
0: that when Tom picked a whirlpool, or was that a different <laughs> draft? I do remember that.
1: I don't, I don't, I don't remember precisely, but I'm sure Tom had some awful, awful decisions. Well, that's that, that's a that shirt. just made me
0: mad. I, let's see if I even have a spreadsheet of this. I have the animal draft. I remember we did that. An actor draft. Who do we do an actor draft with? Was it just us?
1: I think it. Yeah, I don't think we did it for basketball, which have... would be good. That would be a good, like drafting celebrities to form a basketball team.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'd listen to that.
0: Oh, I do. I have a spreadsheet called Mythical Beast Draft. So this happened, and I just took precisely zero notes.
1: All right, I'm in.
0: Do you want to know like a rundown of the first picks?
1: All I want to know... Yeah, I want to know my team and your team.
0: Okay, well, I can tell you right off the bat, Tom picked something called Charabus.
1: Jesus Christ. With the
0: first overall pick.
1: I think that's why we had to take a break. Because of that <laughs> fucking bullshit right there.
0: Yeah, all right, that's why we had to take two weeks. Right. Okay, so your team... So you had the third pick. I had the second pick. And that's okay. important to keep in mind. You picked the Grim Reaper thunderbird the loch ness monster an ogre a basilisk and hydra that seems pretty solid
1: that is a solid team what's a thunderbird
0: (laughs) i'm picturing like a pokemon (laughs) (laughs) self-explanatory
1: okay i'm i'm fucking in then yeah that's a solid team
0: um i picked i had the second pick which meant i really had the first pick because tom um (laughs) i picked a dragon something called the new jersey devil Uh Mothman, which I stand behind a thousand percent. Huh?
1: Isn't the New Jersey Devils just like Duke or something? Isn't that their mascot? I don't know. It's a blue devil.
0: It's Ah, pretty close. (laughs) They're not the Duke New Jersey Devils (laughs) from North Carolina. Um I picked a chimera. I picked an elf. And I'm I'm certain I had an excellent reason for that. I just couldn't tell you what it is now. Oh, I'm sure. And I picked a minotaur. Um, yeah. Not a bad team.
1: The not elf, t- like, yeah. not not what you want, it's but uh,
0: better than Tom's team.
1: Is better than Tom's. He team. He did though, pick
0: a so. unicorn with his last pick.
1: She's gonna ruin. She's gonna pop the ball and ruin the whole game.
0: Yeah. Which just... kind of
1: makes sense. That's that's a, a classic Tom pick, if you ask me.
0: I think his goal is to go up two and then yeah, just end the game. End the game. I respect it. Alright, uh, yeah, so besides, uh, the draft we had two weeks ago, not much else has changed. Um, Not at all. We had many ideas of how we would want to return from our two-week hiatus. Uh, it seemed fitting. We talked about doing, like, uh, like a movie deep dive on something like, uh, Outbreak or, uh, what's the other one? Contagion. Contagion, yeah. But it's just, it at uh, this point, just seems a little. Like, that was like if we had done it the first week of all this. Yeah. Yeah. But now it's just. Who the hell kinda... wants to listen to our reality? Exactly. It fucking sucks. Yeah. So, <laughs> we picked a more. <laughs> a happier. <laughs> a happier, uh, <laughs> a happier uh, reality, <laughs> I guess. Um, so, yeah. Welcome to the official episode 60 the triumphant return i think it's episode 60 I, the only note i have on the last episode is 59 nba mythical that's all it says <laughs> um so I'm, I'm assuming that means this is episode 60 uh we are doing a deep dive on the film uh candy man uh an
1: uplifting film about candy about men who make it. It's a
0: little joy into our lives. Um, yeah, I mean, as we picked this movie for a couple reasons. I think the first reason is the most obvious. As horror connoisseurs, um, <laughs> it is our duty to uh, talk about Share this wonderful yeah. genre. Reach the gospel of horror. Um, that
1: is often looked down upon.
0: Exactly. And we're changing that narrative. <laughs> we're not changing that narrative with this <laughs> film. Um... <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we're going to talk about Candyman. The other reason why, uh, we thought it'd be cool to talk about it is because it was on Netflix, so it was free to watch, and also, uh, they are doing a remake, which we will talk a little bit about. Um, Jordan Peele is actually producing it, uh, and it's, it's hypothetically coming out this year. It was supposed to come out this summer, it has been delayed. Hypothetically. <laughs> it's been delayed to the fall, um we'll see if that even happens but yeah so they're they're doing a remake i believe it's done there's a trailer so they filmed things
1: it it was supposed to come out in july yeah right and if it was supposed to come out in july at this point it's it's got to be done and they they set a date for the fall so yeah it's like september 30th or something i'm
0: thinking but i I, yeah
1: it's not just produced by jordan peele it's it's written by him too that's like, true. Yeah, he, he's heavily involved in this movie. Yes. Yeah, so, which is, I yeah. mean, like the guy's on a hot streak right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm all in on. I was gonna be all in on this on Jordan Peele's movie before I saw this, uh, but this just reaffirmed my, my excitement.
0: I do feel like this is definitely a movie that's right up his alley. Like it could have been a modern version of this could have been something he wrote originally. Yes, if, if it absolutely. Was, um, so yeah, so I'm definitely excited for that, uh, when that eventually comes out, uh, and we will talk more about that later, um, but yeah, I think we should just, we should, we should dive in, um, so let's just, I'm gonna start off by reading just some basic facts, uh, to get let's us, it. get us in the mood. Okay, so Candyman, it came out in 1992, uh, And it is uh, the remake of the 1971 film, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. (laughs) (laughs) All facts. Um, Some say
1: the one in the 70s was more scary than the one in the 90s, actually.
0: There is a fan theory uh, that, isn't there a fan theory that uh, Willy Wonka was just killing them kids?
1: I'm in. Absolutely. Hell yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I mean, only one made out. Are we talking about
1: Candyman or are we talking about the Willy Wonka?
0: (laughs) (laughs) And in fairness, uh, all the deaths in Candyman are adults. There's no child death, right?
1: That is true. Candyman. I think about
0: it, but I do believe they're (laughs) all adult kills.
1: (laughs) He had a line and he stuck to it.
0: That's very true. Um, It was directed by Bernard Rose. Uh, He also directed. Uh, Hellraiser which I have not seen Um, and then it's based on a short story by Clive Barker who co-wrote the screenplay with Bernard Rose Uh, it's 101 minutes which is a blessing
1: (laughs) one reason why I consider myself uh, uh, a horror movie connoisseur you know Mm -hmm. Uh, a fan uh, uh, advocate some would say uh, <laughs> an ally is, be- is because horror movies tend to be short. They're like an hour and a half. They might hit two hours occasionally, but they're pretty good at being sh- like on the shorter side. And Candyman was no exception. And it's a quick in and out. It's like, it's, it's smooth.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like it's, it's difficult to drag a horror movie out beyond that. Um, and even this, like in terms of pacing, I mean, I guess we'll talk about, we're going to go through the synopsis, but I felt like it was, it does, it does the thing good horror movies do as opposed to bad horror movies where like, I mean, Candyman doesn't even show up on screen really until like 45 minutes in. Yeah. And, uh, I feel like that's like a distinction that for some reason, bad horror movies always, they always like go for the maximum amount of kills and stuff. I feel like that just, Mm -hmm. you lose a lot of the tension. And as, as, and all
1: the, all the jump scares and all the, just the scares in general before Candyman shows up were all like, um, not real, you know? Like they were just like playing my tricks on the, uh, on the lead's mind, which kind of like it plays tricks on your mind and you're kind of like in her shoes, you know?
0: Yeah, and it, I, I
1: think that adds a lot to it, and adds the suspense throughout the whole movie.
0: Uh, yeah, I definitely agree. And even when Candyman first arrives, it's very like atypical of what a normal horror movie how they would pre- present their villain, especially introducing him for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so let us see. We have a few things we're going to bounce off. Uh, do you want to just go through the the synopsis rundown first?
1: Yeah, let's do it.
0: Alright, so when I watched it, I just took, like, bullet point notes. <laughs> I have three times as many pages worth of notes as uh, for this rundown as I did for our entire last episode. Um, <sighs> so, yeah, we're just going to run through it. My I just wrote down, like, the first, like, just random things that came to mind, like, as they were happening. So I hope this will spark my memory of how this movie went. Um, I feel like this goes without saying we're going to have all spoiler we're gonna basically just show you the whole movie so if you cared um yeah i don't
1: think i don't care no i don't if you're listening this you you don't you don't care if not it's on netflix then you watch the fucking movie everybody has netflix
0: yeah and it's only 101 minutes (laughs)
1: yeah a coronavirus is happening what the fuck else are you gonna do
0: yeah it's like less than two tiger king episodes um (laughs) yeah Uh, All right, Uh, so the first note, the first bullet point I wrote down, very 90s.
1: It had a 90s feel. All the way, like, the lead actress's short hair felt 90s. Mm -hmm. Dating a professor feels 90s to me. (laughs)
0: Yeah, Um, the grad student-professor relationship, yeah.
1: Yeah, where it's like, that's like not looked down upon, I assume, in the 90s or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know, but yeah, it felt very 90s.
0: Very nineties. Um, I liked I liked the intro song and like I liked the music throughout the whole movie. Um, I, I don't know. I thought it was it was very nineties, but I liked it.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, it, it added to the movie for sure.
0: Um, I thought like the whole opening sequence was cool, and apparently, like doing research on it after the fact, this was like a pretty groundbreaking intro um, because like. It has this overview shot where it's, like, following cars on the highway from above, which is kind of something that's, like, pretty easy to take for granted for us now in the world of drones. But they, I guess, they had to, like, use a helicopter or something. Dumped. Yeah, you
1: know, <laughs> it was a cool intro, but I'm going to complain a little bit. Of course. Um, <laughs> it looked cool. Mm -hmm. And it was cool. Mm -hmm. But I was watching it, and I I saw the overhead shot of freeways. So naturally, I thought this movie took place in L.A. Mm. for like 30 fucking minutes, because you showed me freeways. If you show somebody (laughs) freeways on a movie, that means it takes place in L.A.
0: Right. I mean, in the opening sequence, even in the opening sequence, uh, they did show Sears Tower, which is a very distinct Chicago landmark. But...
1: (laughs) 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 <laughs> what, do you, do you want me to be a city expert or something? <laughs> what, what, what are you asking me?
0: You're not a geologist. Come on. <laughs> I'm not a geologist.
1: <laughs> I don't know fucking buildings, you know? Tall buildings are tall buildings.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, I wrote, okay, so another okay, another bullet point here, On I wrote B's question mark. I mainly wrote that because that's my favorite Cards Against Humanity card. The one with the question, like,
1: yeah. You can play it wherever, like, whatever card, you can always play that card. It's, yes. Yeah, it's it's the, always the winner. It's the
0: best card. Um, but there were a lot of bees in the beginning, and if, at this point, I didn't really know the significance of that, so I just really saved that one for later. Um, you were
1: tuned in. You know it had some significance. and
0: There were too many bees. for a it not to mean anything. you're a connoisseur. Yeah, as a connoisseur, I pick up on these things. Um, yeah,
1: you're, you're an expert.
0: You know what my next bullet point is? Play it on me. Chicago.
1: No. <laughs> oh, you are much more tuned in than I am, obviously. <laughs> you son of a bitch.
0: Um okay, so after the opening sequence, it goes straight into uh it's Helen telling the story, but it's like she's telling it off screen. They're kind of showing uh this like mythology like urban legend version of the Candyman tale, right? They they show the yeah. the couple or the the girl whose baby is like the babysitter. Her boyfriend comes over. They look in the mirror and they say uh, Candyman five times. Well, actually, they say it four times. Um, the boyfriend leaves, and then she says it a fifth time, and then uh, he appears, and uh, and uh, she dies. Foolish. Very very foolish.
1: Foolish decision.
0: Um Important. So most of the kills. While this movie is extraordinarily bloody, there's only two on-screen kills. Is that correct? I read that, but I, and I was thinking back. I think it, that's right. This was not one of them.
1: Yeah, I guess there were only two on-screen kills.
0: Uh There was enough blood for dozens.
1: <laughs> oh my god! It was it was gruesome. I feel. <laughs> I felt like I had been killed during the movie. Um, it, it was yeah, it was it was brutal, graphic yeah. movie. Do not watch this with your kids, with all of our listeners who have kids.
0: <laughs> we are the kids of our listeners. <laughs> um, yeah, so at this point, we know the lore of the Candyman myth is that you look in the mirror, you say his name five times. It's like same thing as like the Bloody Mary thing. It's kind of it's not an uncommon trope. Uh, he appears and kills you in this scene we only see a glimpse of him pop up and then it cuts to the boyfriend in the other room and just blood starts pouring down from the ceiling uh of the room she was in and uh, that was a great shot yeah just, the... just like blood
1: from the ceiling <laughs> i just love the idea
0: the winner. <laughs> i love the idea that there was so much blood it ripped through the ceiling <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> and immediately too <laughs> it was just
0: a waterfall like she, you, was,
1: you'd think the blood it would take she, it would take a long time for it to get through the ceiling, but nope, it was it just was
0: ripped a hole in that after. thing, and like it, she was a small lady, like there was <laughs> yes. more blood than her body weight. In yes, <laughs> um, her body
1: kept making blood as she was bleeding <laughs> it out.
0: <laughs> um. Okay, and then so then it cuts to Helen, our main character. Uh, Helen Lyles Uh, is her name She's playing by Virginia Unfortunate last name Not the best, it felt like they could have done more Uh
1: Yeah It sounds British to me
0: Yeah When
1: Chicago is like one of our least British cities
0: <laughs> And to this point You knew it was Chicago So that made it doubly confusing
1: <laughs> No, I didn't know at this point Okay <laughs> <laughs> give me like 30 more minutes
0: um okay my next uh yeah so it cut to cut to helen uh because she was explaining this like myth to a fellow student I i think something like that
1: i think she was like talking to an undergraduate student that she was using for research
0: oh that's right yeah so we learn now that the the premise is she helen Uh, and her fellow graduate student uh, Bernadette who's her pal, they're writing a thesis on urban myths and this is why Helen's intrigued uh, by the Candyman tale. Yeah. Uh, And
1: I I, I want to a lot of movies like this will use like uh, Helen will be a journalist, like studying like researching a story mm -hmm. and I, I Instead, they went a graduate route, which I like more. It feels more original to me. That's, like, when I was watching this movie, I was like, she could have easily been a journalist, but she she w- isn't. And I feel like it, uh, it added a different tone to the movie. It was yeah. more of, like, a...
0: she. Yeah, well, it, it gave her, like, an academic approach, I guess. Um, yeah,
1: almost more respectable in a way.
0: Right, and, yeah, she is, like, a it kind of... It's like a more interesting, like, reason for her to be interested in the subject than if she was, like, investigating a crime. Yeah. Um, Alright, my next bullet point, uh, her husband's banging the student. So, <laughs> we meet her husband, who's a professor at the university. He teaches undergrads, it is assumed. Uh, his name is Trevor. Uh, and he's a
1: classic Trevor move. What a piece of shit.
0: Classic 1992 professor Trevor. The image (laughs) you have in your head is correct. Um, and, uh, yeah, he's getting a, she like kind of does that thing where she stops by right as the bell's about to ring to his class to say hi and stuff. And he's like totally, totally chatting up this, this undergrad. Who's obviously named Stacy.
1: I don't know if we know her name, but it's it's Stacy.
0: I actually think it is Stacy. I could be wrong, but I, off the top of my head, I didn't write that down, so... <laughs> 50% chance it's just not true. Okay, so my next note uh, is... Oh my
1: god, it is Stacy.
0: Not, I didn't make it up. <laughs>
1: no, you didn't.
0: Uh, okay. <laughs>
1: okay, I'm sorry, keep going.
0: Okay, um... Uh, at about 15... Okay, I made this note, so... They, it cuts from that to, uh, Helen and Bernadette uh, discussing, no, I, I missed one. Uh, she, the janitor knows someone who's been killed, uh, in like a suspicious manner. And part of the Candyman lore is like, it's a very specific type of kill where he like cuts them because he has a, one of his hands is a hook, which we'll get to that later in like the background of Candyman, which we learn later in the movie. But that's kind of all we know to this point. So there was a murder that was kind of resembled that nature in this uh, project in another part of Chicago, which I think they talk about at this scene. Um, so you should definitely know it's Chicago by here.
1: I figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Give me some credit.
0: Yeah, so she's like doing research. Janitor comes by and like starts talking about how her friend. Uh, knows people who live there and they say it's this candy man who's struck again um and that leads to more research which she then brings to bernadette of these serial unsolved murders um that at this point her theory is that like if there's enough of these crimes that people will attribute you know a myth to it and give life to it that's kind of how that conversation goes But they decide uh, they're going to go investigate it. And then just for for fun, they both go to Helen and Trevor's bathroom and look in the mirror. And they say Candyman four times. And then Helen says it the fifth time. But Bernadette does not. uh, Which is semi-significant, as we see. And this is about 15 minutes into the movie. um, Which I noted because... Damn it, Helen! I wasn't sure, like, how how relevant the timing would be. And the reality is it's not fair, but we know it's <laughs> about 15 minutes into the movie and only Helen said it five times. Um, my next bullet point is I feel like Helen is making poor decisions. This is when they go investigate at the project.
1: That felt like a poor decision in the moment. And I, not a movie poor decision where like it's a movie, so of course it's going to be a poor decision, but it just felt like a poor decision. Especially when I'm sure you have this written down, they go to the room of the the person, the people that were mur- person or people that were murdered, and she climbs through the bathroom, uh, uh like behind the mirror.
0: Yeah. Into the
1: den uh, of the murderer. Yeah. That was a poor decision.
0: Yeah. So there's these three bullet points in succession are this whole sequence. Um... Where I said I feel like Helen is making poor decisions. The next one is bad things are going to happen, and the next one is her friend better survive um, because her, Bernadette was the only one talking any sense this whole time. Yeah, they go to like they basically just go to take pictures of the apartment where this lady was brutally murdered. That was like their only goal, it seems like. And so Helen's having a great time taking lots of pictures and shit. Um, they like. One of the newspaper articles they found on it suggested that the murderer came through the medicine cabinet, um, like, from the other side of the wall. So they, like, remove it and they find a hole. And then, yeah, Helen chooses to go through the hole in an effort to investigate further and take additional photos. And Bernadette was not the fuck into any of this.
1: No, she was calling calling Helen out from the beginning, which which I, I liked. I was on Uh, Bernadette's side, 100%. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Uh, Something
1: about, like, those early shots, though, with the camera and the flashes, it, like, put me on edge.
0: They did a uh, very good job. The flash of a camera. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, jump scares that happened, even to this point, that we are just going to gloss over for now. But, yeah, it's just, like, like, you were saying, it wasn't actual horror things that were causing them. They would just do it with random shit um like at the end of this sequence when then we meet uh anna marie uh the lady who like lives across the hall from the murdered person uh and has a baby like she just kind of shows up in the mirror when they finally close it to leave and you're like oh it's it's Candyman, but it's, it's not Candyman.
1: man yeah it, it feels like a natural part of the story um that like really puts you on edge
0: Cause at this point too, like you know, she's which
1: kind of makes what a great horror movie is, right? Exactly.
0: Well, I was just about to say, like, being to... the
1: connoisseurs we are,
0: to this point, we know she's already said it. She's already like activated Candyman by saying it in the mirror five times, theoretically. So you're just kind of waiting for him to show up. Yeah. Because Absolutely. because it's a horror movie, you know he's gonna show up. So now <laughs> <Yeah>. you're just <laughs> you're just waiting for it. The named after him. Yeah. So you're just kind of waiting for it and they just keep kind of dragging it out and it just every any moment feels like he could just appear and it's gonna be very bad. Uh, my next bullet point is sweet painting. Uh, this is like the the painting with his mouth being the hole in the wall. This is gonna make no damn sense to anyone who hasn't seen it but when you see it, you'll no. know exactly what I'm talking about
1: <laughs> it, it, it was a painting that is for sure very creepy.
0: Oh extraordinarily creepy yeah. Um, this is also when we see Candy. This is the only time we really see Candy. She finds that, like, pile of candy on the other side of the wall when she's exploring. Um, I re- I
1: did not pick that one up either.
0: I wrote it down because I, I figured it, for obvious reasons, it would be important. Um.
1: <laughs> it was not.
0: No. I mean, I guess it was, like, a clue that he was there. Or, like, you know, like, it made you feel yeah. like... Yeah, um my kind of next... creep
1: you out a little bit because you're looking for that.
0: Yeah, uh, my next bullet point is the baby sounds are not great. Yeah, so we meet Anna Marie. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about?
1: Yeah, I know yeah. exactly. What we're talking about.
0: <laughs> um, we meet Anna Marie. She like lives across the hall from this. I think it was just a woman who was brutally murdered in this apartment that they were exploring. Uh, she arrives suddenly. Uh, in the mirror uh, and then they go back to her place and she has a baby um, named anthony which is actually important it's not really important in this movie but we'll talk about why that's important later but she has a baby named anthony who she's looking after and she's just kind of explaining like it's bad here and i just want to take care of my baby that's all i want to do sort of thing and then uh the the sounds they have for the baby though are just i swear to god they just like miked up a pig or something it was like the least it was, it, was, awful. it was so noticeably bad it was like the only part of this movie that was actually like legitimately poorly done like poorly produced
1: it it was just like yeah it was so obviously painful and like <laughs> not like it, it
0: was, it was distracting like, it
1: made me uncomfortable in the worst way
0: i'm glad you noticed it too because now I'm, i feel like i'm not crazy um, all right, next bullet point is, love this English prick professor. I think this is when it goes to her at dinner with her husband and his, like, professor buddies.
1: Yes. <laughs> that guy was so, like, he, he's a prick. He was such a dude. I wanted to punch him in the face.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, he was such a douche, but he was, he was basically, like, calling their whole, like, graduate paper bullshit, which is just such a mean thing to do. In <laughs> I feel like thinking of it like in a normal context. Um but yeah, he was all like, you guys don't even know this myth. And then so he is the one who delves the actual background of the Candyman myth. Um so I'm gonna read it from my notes <laughs> which were scribbled down as he said this. So um okay. So this is from eighteen ninety uh he was a son of a slave his dad invented a shoe thing and got rich uh he was an artist and a shoe he... thing i don't remember do you remember what it was it was a shoe i thing. don't either i wrote shoe thing
1: <laughs> i like i'm just was it a shoe did he invent like
0: i think it was part of the make shoe making process
1: oh shit yeah okay
0: that makes sense. That checks out? Okay. It makes more
1: sense than, like, inventing the shoe.
0: <laughs> In shoe
1: was invented before, before the 1870s or 80s or whatever it was.
0: Okay, so Candyman himself was an artist. Uh, he was commissioned to... He was a good artist. He was commissioned to, like, do a portrait for a rich person's daughter. Uh, he ended up knocking up said daughter. And, uh, the dad sent people to, to lynch him. This is as him being a son of a slave, him being black and knocking up a white girl is, uh, why? Not okay. Yeah. Um, so he, the, the lynch mob caught him. They sawed off one of his arms and then they covered him in honeycombs. So a swarm of bees came and stung him to death. Uh they burnt him on a pyre and they scattered his ashes at the location of where that project is. So a lot to unpack there. We we got our answer about bees.
1: We got our answer. (laughs) Yeah. That I like hearing the background story now makes the whole movie make sense even more.
0: Which which I really
1: appreciate.
0: Yeah. Um it also And I guess we could talk about this as we go, but like it makes Candyman as a villain is a very unique horror villain because I don't like him per se, but like (laughs) he's very scary. But he's also like he he just has like more. There's just like more to his story than just him being a you know monster that kills people. A monster, yeah. Yeah. And
1: he's almost like like when he's on screen, it's kind of like. You want to listen what he has to say.
0: Yeah, I liked him on screen. I was like, at, once he once we're introduced, once he finally does make an appearance, I kind of, I was like, I want more. I want more Candyman on screen, even though it's going <laughs> terribly for yeah, everyone. Else. I mean, every
1: time he shows up, that <laughs> shit happens. But I, but, I'm locked in. I'm I, all in. Yeah, you know.
0: Um, and then so on the, the myth of I guess extended of Candyman is that the arm that's sawed off. Which was his right arm. Uh, he bolted. He nailed on a hook in place of that hand, and he basically haunts that area, more or less. That's kind of the the tale. Um, Okay. Uh, my next two bullet points. Okay, so this the next the next sequence is her checking out that public restroom. Where another alleged Candyman murder happened uh, in that same area. Uh, we're introduced to this kid who she they actually I think met the first time they went and then when they met like Anne Marie, um, but yeah. kid, they meet that kid she meets that kid again. She goes without Bernadette uh, to check out this bathroom and take pictures again. My next two bullet points are white hair is a thing and smell is a thing, which I don't think were actually things.
1: Just, no, I think the white hair was a thing. I feel like whenever somebody saw Cami Man and lived outside yeah. of Helen, I think they they had white hair after.
0: Right. Yeah. And then every time they enter a room where he did a murder, they note the smell. I wrote those down. Uh, and also, his calling card appears to be uh, "sweets to the sweet," which is painted on the wall outside the first apartment, and it's also. Painted in this bathroom.
1: Oh, that's because he's the Candy Man. Yeah, this is I'm picking up a lot right now. This, I'm learning a ton. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, also, like there's a very um, like in your face arrow pointing in the stall where the actual murder happened. Uh, and the this is another return. My next bullet point is toilet bees. Do you remember that?
1: I do remember that. Yeah, no, I didn't like that. <laughs> <So> <laughs> One she... thing about this movie, I was not a fan of the bees. Uh, it... They had their purpose, but uh, they made me very uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, so she finds the stall where this murder happened in an effort to take photos for her paper and research. And she opens like the lid of the toilet, and it is just uh, full of bees. Which is just real, real bees, too. Real. Well, yeah, we can talk about the bees in our fun facts section, but yeah. Uh, lots of bees. Uh, my next bullet point is, oh no. And this is when it cuts to the kid outside, and then we see a man in a duster show up next to the kid. Because, again, to this point, you think, like, oh, this is the Candyman. Like, this is where it happens. He's here. Yeah. Um, my next bullet point is, eh. Because. <laughs> because. <laughs> Because he goes in, he goes in. The man with the that shows up the duster, and is a hook. Uh, but you realize that it, it's probably not the actual Candyman because it's just a guy holding a hook, um, pretending to be Candyman. Although, just a, one of the most wild lines of the movie happens here, uh, which is, I hear you looking for Candyman, bitch. I
1: hear you looking for Candyman, bitch. Just out of nowhere, oh man! It was just I so delivered uncalled for. <laughs> it
0: was just so uncalled for. But yeah, the way he said it, made, like, made it like just so weird. Um, yeah. So they jump her. <laughs> the-
1: yeah. and they don't even use like the sharp part of the hook. They kind of her over the head.
0: Yeah, it like it asks a lot of questions. Like, yeah, he just kind of hits her with the the curved side of the hook and like knocks her out and they leave and they like break her camera that's all they they do this this alleged candy man not what i was promised certainly. no
1: honestly not what i not what i was expected out of her him no he she got really lucky that could have that should have been a lot worse
0: yeah um so yeah i guess the kid uh outside told authorities and they found her and uh, she had a gnarly black eye, which I was honestly a little upset about. They kind of do a time jump after this, and it's shown through the healing of her black eye. Yeah. <laughs> because she has a, like, she goes from gnarly to black eye to, like, hardly a black eye.
1: To nothing in yeah. three
0: scenes. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like,
1: boom, boom, boom.
0: <laughs> I, I just feel like the makeup artist deserved better. Yeah. <laughs> You, there's a line you particularly liked that happens here, though, and they're at the police station, and she's talking about uh, the jumping, and then she identifies <laughs> this is, like, this is I think why the I hear you looking for Candyman bitch line stuck sticks out is because when they do the lineup, they have all the prospective people who jumped her say the line <laughs> over <laughs> and over again.
1: funny, right? <laughs> yeah,
0: but they, uh, she identifies the one who jumped her Which she didn't need him to say the line for He was very specific Looking like he stood out from the rest Of them it was not Yeah (laughs) Makes it even better Um, Yeah
1: the the, the casting is like Every other person in that line Was like just you could not Confuse the two No (laughs) Like, you could have at least gotten, like, actors that look similar right. for this, but they, they did not.
0: Yeah, they just keep having each one say, I hear you looking for Candyman, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, and so, yeah, she identifies one, and uh, basically they pin this guy on uh, all those murders, the recent murders in that area. Uh, and that's what she basically explains to... The young kid was that, you know, he was afraid of Candyman getting him. And she was like, we got him. Like, he's not real. He's a myth. And this guy was trying to scare us. Basically. Yeah.
1: It was a great line because like when she was saying that, because it's a horror movie, you like, you're, you're listening. And you're like, that's not true. Bad shit's about to happen.
0: Yeah. And then we're not even 45 minutes in because that's when Candyman actually shows up. So, you know, there's there's horror yet
1: yes it's about to get real shit's going down
0: to this point there's only one kill and it's off screen and it's that first one in the very beginning yeah so um okay yeah so my next bullet point was time jump via black eye (laughs) as we kind of touched on uh and then my next bullet point i put in parentheses 44 minutes and it's just oh yes I'm curious, what is this? This is the arrival of of the man, of Candyman.
1: Yes, in a parking garage.
0: Yes, so we kind of mentioned it was very atypical how they introduce him. And it was, because up to this point, we've been getting a bunch of jump scares and pretend Candyman. And uh, this, she's just walking to her car in a parking garage. And then it's so creepy, the way they they do it. And I actually really liked this move, where they just made it like a voiceover. And mm-hmm. it's not his like actual, it's like him as a voiceover starts speaking to her from the other side of the parking garage and then you just see him there. Uh, my next bullet point, by the way, is I want his coat.
1: It was a, I, that did stick out. Yeah. He was dressed very well. That coat, it felt it was warm and stylish.
0: You know, in hindsight, it makes sense. He was dressed as like a dapper 1890s man.
1: Oh, that's true, yeah. you know, he, uh, he fairly wealthy, he came from money, you yeah. know, he had some things figured out. Uh,
0: this is also the introduction of the, I guess, iconic, we'll call it icon- iconic line, uh, be my victim, which is, uh, it's just, it's very chilling the way he does it, not the way I do. <laughs>
1: well, let's hear your impersonation, Eric.
0: Uh, okay you have to do yours because what I'm gonna do okay we're gonna do our impersonations of this line and I'm gonna find it I'm gonna cut it in after ours
1: (laughs) (laughs) honestly I can barely remember what it what it sounds like you first he's
0: like he's like a ghost voice it's like be my victim
1: be my victim
0: be my victim be my victim I think we nailed it.
1: <laughs> I yeah, we crushed it.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. So that's the that's the first time he speaks to Helen. Also, like his first line is like very, where he's just like Helen, but like in a scary way. It's just it's all
1: yeah. It was creepy. Yeah, it was more like creepy than it was scary. Yeah, because like before this, everything was just scare jumps. Yeah, and then they add like just a unsettling at like because he didn't appear via scare jump which i really liked
0: yeah exactly and like even in that scene he's not menaced. like he's he's very like smooth is the word i would describe him uh yeah and he's confident and like you know and he is saying things like be my victim but other than that he's
1: he's not the most welcoming thing to say
0: but right <laughs> Especially as an introduction, but uh, he was—he was not like uh, physically threatening. Uh, It was more verbal, Uh, and then he. Virginia Madsen is the actress. I just said, yeah, is the actress who plays Helen, Um, and she was very good. I thought, but especially especially in the scenes with Candyman, because they have a very like unique uh chemistry and she kind of like has to go into a trance when she sees him it's this like trance state and she like always sheds a tear it's it's she did a good job um but yeah, they had a great chemistry yeah
1: which which really makes sense later
0: right um so my next bullet point is just oh explanation point (laughs) so this is where the movie turns uh and
1: God damn was their turn.
0: Yeah, this is, to this point, It is just seems like he's gonna show up, he's gonna kill some people, there's gonna be a lot of blood, as the first kill suggested. Uh, and uh, what we get instead was her going into a trance, and then waking up for a tra- from the trance, in that Anna Marie's apartment, covered in blood, and uh, with Anna Marie's dog's head next to her.
1: <laughs> Viciously cut off. Yeah. That, that took me back for a moment. I was like, holy fuck.
0: Because, like, she's clearly, like, out of place, and, like, she just, like, it's like she fell asleep and woke up, like, what she did in the movie. But, like, yeah. you as an audience feel that way, too, because you are just not prepared for that interaction. Yeah. Because she was, like, in a parking garage. She's talking to a creepy man, and then she's just bloody and dog uh, doghead. And Anna Marie is frantically screaming throughout the apartment because her baby has gone missing. In addition to what her was dog going through your
1: head adult. after, like during and after this scene?
0: It was so in that scene. It was not really clear if the baby was missing or also dead. Yeah. So I assumed the baby was dead. I did, too. To this point. Um, Because Anna Marie's just screaming, and she's, like, screaming into, like, the baby bed. What what do you... Crib. Crib, yeah. That's...
1: (laughs) Crushing it.
0: Um, So, like, you can't... They don't show you inside the crib. Or baby bed. Uh, And you just see how the dog was treated. You could only assume how the baby would have been treated. Uh, Not very well. No. Uh, and so, yeah, so uh, Anna Marie sees the bloody Helen <laughs> just walking in her apartment, uh, makes the reasonable assumption that uh, she <laughs> beheaded the dog and, uh, you know, <laughs> took the baby and, <laughs> and attacks her with like a d- large chef's knife. Uh, they wrestle and then Helen... Uh, ends up on top with the knife and that's when the cops show up, uh, which was not the best, I think for Helen's case at this point.
1: Not great time.
0: No, being covered in blood and the one holding the knife over the other person. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so my next two <laughs> my next two bullet points, this is not going how I thought it would and love this detective because the detective gets all 90s detective on her, where he's, like, slamming the table, and he's, like... <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love that. He takes
1: it to a 10, like, immediately, yeah. you know? There's no ramp-up. <laughs> I need answers now! Yeah, exa- like a Like a shitty version of Batman.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, But this not going how I thought it would... Yeah, uh, this movie is not what I thought it would be. Like We no. kind of remember, you thought it was just your classic thriller, but all of a sudden, Helen starts turning into this believed criminal.
1: Yeah. It it, it was a great twist. Like, it completely diverted what I was expecting.
0: And it definitely, like, subverts the normal... because Helen's this, like, small, blonde like white lady, and we know at this point, like, the Candyman villain is a black man, and you would think, like... It's just, like, rare you'd see a movie would actually put the white woman in, like, the position of being a presumptive murderer, mm-hmm. given given those established, the roles that they already established for the two. Which I think is, like, the point of the movie, and also why I think Jordan Peele was going to do a great job with his version.
1: Yeah, I'm, like the, the, like, there was definitely, like, the racial dynamic in the original... And they did some things well, and maybe some things not really well at all. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I'm really like Jordan Peele is going to be so a tune like tuned into that, and is going to just have such a great point of view. Um, makes me really excited for his version.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think they. Yes, I mean, some of it. It's hard to say if it like just didn't age well or didn't do a bad job, I, I, or just did, like, a bad job with how they presented the race, um, like, the racial element, which is, like, such a big part of the movie. But, I, yeah. yeah, I think, like, when I, I, I was thinking of, when I said, like, Jordan Peele, it's, like, something he could have written. Like, he would have... This is something, like, he would absolutely nail that dynamic. Yeah. Um, which is such a big part of, of this movie, which is interesting for when it was made, but... Um, yeah, that's why I'm so excited for the, the new one. Um, okay. Don't know what this next bullet point is. I just wrote, oh, yes. Huh. Parentheses, pics. Oh, no, this is when she's looking at the pictures on the projector.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: Did I don't think anything happened there though, right?
0: No, but she like zoomed in on one of the pictures she took in the apartment when she was taking pictures of the mirror, and she could make out Candyman behind her. Right. Yes.
1: Yeah. Anything that brings out old projectors, kind of is creepy. It's Even always going Even if be it's a like win. not a horror movie, it's still a little bit creepy to me. Yeah. Yeah. And absolutely. that, yeah, that was a creepy fucking scene. Um.
0: Yeah. So she, her husband comes and like. She got bail, or no, no. They her attorney said that they they didn't charge her, so they had to let her go because they wanted to find because they could, they couldn't find the baby and they wanted to get her for murder, so they needed the body first. That's why yeah. she was able to leave. Um, my next bullet point is don't do it, you fuck. I don't remember. She did something stupid. Helen did a lot of stupid things. This is she definitely about yeah, she
1: she thrived at that. Did she go back to the Candyman's uh, layer at this point? No, because she already had so. the pictures.
0: Well, I th- I know what happens after this bullet point. I just don't know what specifically this is referencing. The next bullet point is O exclamation point, and I believe this is where uh, Bernadette comes back into the picture.
1: Oh right. <laughs>
0: yeah. She does.
1: She she comes back for this Does she come back? Oh boy!
0: Yeah. Um, so. This was
1: this was definitely like for me like a because part of me after the baby was stolen and and the bloody scene that we talked about earlier, part of me was like Candyman is framing her for these murders, yeah. but after this scene, after what happens to Bernadette i'm like oh shit i know where this is headed a little bit
0: yeah so <laughs> okay so i don't know what don't do it you fuck means maybe we'll never know um oh is when this was one of the best uh jump scares in the movie is when he comes through the medicine cabinet at her mm-hmm. where she's alone in the apartment oh maybe it's uh maybe it's uh, her husband leaves because her husband's like thinks she's fucking insane yeah. For, uh, for you know, tr- Trevor '90s Professor Trevor is a piece of shit. Don't get me wrong.
1: We don't want to take his side.
0: Right, but I'm saying but... like it's reasonable if you're if somebody wakes other...
1: up in a covered with blood and has a knife over
0: somebody dead dog, it... missing baby.
1: It's t- it's tough to to, yeah. to not question that.
0: Only explanation to this point is I blacked out and woke up like that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So, if like, that's your story?
0: Yeah. So he thinks he's fuck, she's fucking insane. So he hasn't really left her, but he has to, like, go get something from the universe like, at work, he says. Um, and so, yeah, she's alone. And this is, like, you get the sense it's the first time she's been alone since the incident. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Mr. Candyman uh, comes a knocking, uh, where he just busts through her medicine cabinet when she's looking at it. And it's uh, not expected.
1: Although, in it's hindsight, okay. it
0: should have been, because that's exactly how that other murder happened they were talking about.
1: Very true. I was not expecting it, either way.
0: <laughs> oh, I certainly was not.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, yeah, so this uh, conveniently happens, right, as Bernadette swings by. And again, they make it seem like it's the first Bernadette's the first time Bernadette's come to check in on her friend. Obviously, you would be concerned for your friend, but they probably think they're fucking insane. Uh, So she brings... Again,
1: covered in blood, woken up randomly.
0: Yeah. uh, Comes with flowers. Uh, Again, uh, handyman. Not physically violent with Helen. Just uh, the normal be my victim talk.
1: You know, the -the run-of-the-mill stuff. You've all heard it before.
0: Yeah. Uh, Bernadette uh chooses to plunge in to the room because you or the apartment she you knows it's unlocked and uh does not end well for bernadette say.
1: <sighs> she's a bad day
0: she's a bad day indeed she's a bad day uh <laughs> conveniently helen picked up a knife as a way to defend herself against Candyman. she probably just stopped fucking with knives
1: yeah, well, Helen, what are you doing? You know you got shit out of you, you. You, you just, you just did this. You just did this. You can't do it again. Come on.
0: Yeah, so, uh, bloody mess, let's say. This kill was off-screen. So, again, I do think that, that whatever I saw that was correct. Because there's not been an on-screen kill yet. Uh, yeah, and then her husband busts in. Uh, Candyman vanishes. And, uh, she's standing there. Again, covered in blood, holding a knife over her friend's Helen, justice.
1: it's not what you brutal,
0: want. Brutal, brutal, mutilated corpse. Avoid <laughs> sharp
1: objects. You're not going to look good if you hold a sharp object.
0: Yeah, and so uh, she's then taken... We, did... we didn't... We did We kind of glossed... Us... I want to go back for one second. Uh, remember when she was taken to the jail right after the missing baby dead dog incident? And they, like, have her stripped down and change into, uh, like, jail clothes. And she's yeah. so bloody. And she's just, like, crying and asking if she could take a oh. shower. That Again, was dark. All that, that was very dark. But, like, that's way too much blood for that dog. <laughs> like, she's soaked through all layers of her clothing in just she's
1: blood. Trenched. It's like she jumped in a pool of blood.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Had to bring that up again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, it was a dark fucking scene. Holy shit! And she like t- she took yeah. off
0: like her shirt and like she had like a. It was like she was been wearing it in the sun and had a tan, but it was just different shades of blood. Because there there <laughs> yeah. was soaked flu- bl- through blood, and then there was just blood that it went straight to skin.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: it was it was, <laughs> it was a mess. Yeah, so Bernadette gets uh, brutally murdered. <laughs> There's no, two, there's no way to say it. Um, my next bullet point is uh, I love this fucking movie. Uh, I think this is when uh, she's in the they take her to just like an, an insane asylum at this point or mental yeah. institution, and they like pin her down, and then like she sees Candyman like float down at her from the ceiling, and he's basically saying like, "Let me kill you. We'll live together forever." This is It's his message, uh, which is, like, again... He's consistent. He's consistent, and, like, it's... I can't stress this up. It's the most romantic be-my-victim I've really ever
1: heard. It's beautiful, in a way. I couldn't tell if I was watching a horror movie or a romantic comedy.
0: Yeah, it's... uh, Yeah. So, um... The idea is that, uh, her lawyers are trying to do some sort of insanity plea. I don't think they say that, but, like, that's pretty obvious. Um... Yeah. She meets with, like, a psychiatrist, uh, whom I know is, uh, George Costanza. Because the dude looks I, exactly I have the like same George Costanza. Thought.
1: I have the same <laughs> fucking thought. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, so she meets with George Costanza... And he basically says, like, I'm working with your attorney, which is, like, where I got the, the, yeah, the or er, insanity plea, yeah. I'm working with your attorney, so, like, tell me what happens. And then he shows her the video of her freaking the fuck out when she thought she saw Candyman, like, coming down at her um, in the hospital room. And Docs came in, and, like, he disappeared again, conveniently. But in the video, you, you, there's no Candyman to be seen. So at this point, it turns into a little bit of like, is she just fucking insane? You know,
1: it's kind of like a psychological thriller.
0: Yeah, it's like a psychological thriller slash like gore fest slash. Garnified horror movie. Yeah, it's just a, it's lot, a lot, of lot of things. Checks a lot of boxes. Um, uh, my next bullet point is oh shit. And then oh, <laughs> which is like this is one of the <laughs> best kills and the first on screen kill. Yeah. So as an act of defiance to show that she is not crazy, she uh, stares, she looks into like a reflection on like a picture or something in the room where she's speaking with this psychiatrist guy and she says Candyman five times and uh, he's like, this lady's fucking insane because nothing happens for a little bit and then, oh boy, do things happen.
1: Oh, do things happen?
0: Uh, He shows up, he just appears... You you kind of at that point expect him to show up and just kill Helen. To be honest, that's what I was expecting.
1: Yeah, uh, no, me too.
0: But he pops up behind George Costanza and just hooks him.
1: <laughs> yes, bloodily. <laughs> it was it was a very bloody scene.
0: Right, and uh, first one on screen. So there you go. Our first our first kill for our viewing pleasure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Candyman uh, hooks him. And uh, the room is locked for some reason, but you can hear the nurses coming because he's like screaming and shit. there's obviously nurses outside that can't get in. And so she he like disappears through a window and she like basically uses that window and makes, may I add one of a mighty escape.
1: Kind of baller. She was thinking on her feet, right? You know yeah. she's being framed for this murder and, <coughs> and she jumps through a window, steals somebody clothes. Yeah. And sneaks off
0: yeah she yeah she like uh, beat up a nurse and yes yeah, wore her clothes out uh i think that's why my next bullet point is Helen exclamation point because you're rooting for a baller <laughs> kind of baller uh i think i missed some okay i think between this and my next bullet point i missed she goes back to her apartment because she thinks like that's where you know her home is. i guess it makes sense nowhere else to go yeah she's a murderer but in the eyes of everyone uh and she finds that uh someone has moved into her apartment you who is it do you remember her name i
1: wonder who it'd be <laughs> i'd uh, oh sure sh- shir- no not surely um share it no not sh- oh, fuck Stacey. what's her name stace trevor and stacy yeah two of the worst names we have
0: in a in the least shocking moment of the entire movie uh trevor has been banging stacy and uh she has moved in which like i don't know how much time has passed it's hard to say there's no black i eye. think they meant
1: i think they said in the, like uh when she was meeting with the therapist it's been about a month
0: oh you're right yeah they know what they did i was about to say there was no black eye to tell how long you never, yeah. um, no, you're right. They did make that comment. Um, yeah. So, uh, with nowhere else to turn, uh, Helen goes back to the Candyman lair. Now, I
1: I, I, that scene with like her confronting him and and, uh, oh fuck, Stacy. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at that! I remember the name. That was a uh, that scene. I was on edge. I did yeah. not know what was going to happen. I didn't know if she was going to kill them or if she was just going to walk away. If she was like going to break down,
0: you had to think like because at that yeah, I agree. At that point, I thought she was just going to kill him because she had not. She was already a murderer, you know. Like, yeah, like no one would have believed her anyway. And uh... yeah, so okay, she goes to Candyman's lair and she finds him. The lair being that room adjacent to the apartment where she climbed through and there was all that she found the candy and shit she finds him there and basically he says uh he makes like a pact like if you (laughs) if you willingly become my victim uh i will spare the baby the missing baby he says i have the baby baby will be safe if you just come and be my victim simple request fair trade Fair trade. Fair trade. I
1: would probably say no, but I'm a monster. But
0: Yeah. At this point, she's been resistant to his pleas uh, to let him kill her. Fair. At this
1: point... Anti-dying.
0: Anti-dying. At this point, though, she uh, realizes that it's her only choice, and largely because she's been driven to that by him, like, killing things around her and placing her there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's playing he, he's been playing the game he's been playing some chess
0: he has been playing the game um my next uh, bullet point is embrace the evil this is when she kind of gives in and is, for the, all those reasons it's just like fuck it like <laughs> yeah. save this baby please um and then we you want to talk about some bees because <laughs> that's the next not part. really. <laughs> There's a lot of bees in this in the end of this movie. Uh, bees in places you didn't know bees could be. Uh, <laughs> You're I was speechless like at the number of bees.
1: <laughs> and the bees were everywhere. And part of me is like, why did they have to have bees there? Uh, what yeah. was? It just made me uncomfortable, and that was the point, and it succeeded. But I, I hated it, Eric. I hated it.
0: Um, yeah, the bees were uncomfortable. I think we'll, let's, let's save our bee talk for the fun facts and just get through the end of this. Uh, oh, I wrote, oh, fuck. And that's when, uh, he says like, it was always you, Helen. Um, and basically like saying like he's, she's become his rep like to him, she has become the representation of the love he lost when he was lynched because he loved a girl. Yeah. Um, and she's, like, taking the throne. Exactly, yeah. That's, that's what the It Was Always You, Helen uh, line is about. Uh, and then, uh, spontaneous, as you do, uh, there's just a, a pyre of, an unlit pyre just outside the apartment when she leaves. It happens. It happens to the best of apartments. We all have them. Uh, and she hears the baby crying from inside. She goes inside, because, uh, you know, at this point she's all in save baby mode only that's the only thing that's really relevant to her anymore uh and then Candyman is in with her and she realizes that he's intending for all of them to die because remember in the lore he died you know he was burned and stuff and so he wants the three of them to burn together to like represent the family that he felt he lost that's that's i feel like that's a pretty easy i'm not i'm not stretching too much there
1: Nah, no, I think it's, it's dead on. I didn't put it together till this moment, but. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: so, yeah, so she realizes that uh, he's not intending to save the baby in the way she wants. He was saving the baby in the way uh, he thought. And so she, I wrote Helen's Last Stand, uh, and that's when she scrambles and makes a mad dash out of the middle of the pyre that's been lit aflame to sacrifice herself and save the child, and get the baby out of the of the inferno. She does it. She did it. Go, Helen.
1: She's a hero. Uh,
0: really, I liked the funeral scene, which is, like, the next scene, where it's just, it's Trevor, Stacy, and, like, the prick English professor.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they bring him back. I love it.
0: Um, and then, like... All the people from the project show up and throw throw the hook in as, like, a, they knew that she saved this child and wasn't actually yeah. crazy because they believed the myth from the beginning. And then uh, the last bullet point is, oh, yes, which uh, I think you can guess.
1: Oh, right. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah. yeah. Movie ends on a high. Uh, Yeah, Trevor is like reminiscing of the good times with Helen uh, and starts crying and (laughs) cries into the mirror and, uh, yeah. Oh, Helen. Helen. Ellen. What's the matter, Trevor? Scared of something? Is
1: an absolute goddamn fool.
0: No one's learned a goddamn thing.
1: What are we doing? <laughs> Why would we ever say five a name five times in a mirror ever again?
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. It was, uh, it was foolish, and he was, made, he was made a fool.
1: He was made a fool, but Trevor fucking deserved it.
0: All right, yes. All right, so let's run through some of our favorite things. Um, what was your favorite line in the whole movie?
1: Favorite line, I think you mentioned it during the synopsis, was uh, Helen said to the little kid,
0: Candyman isn't real. He's just a story. You know, like Dracula or or, or Frankenstein. A bad man took his name so he could scare us. But now that he's locked up, everything's going to be okay.
1: And this happened in like the beginning-ish of the movie, you know? Like maybe, maybe a third of the way into the movie. And you knew shit was about to hit the fan. And shit hit the fucking fan. It was, I thought it was a great line. It, like, put you on the edge for the rest of the movie.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, my favorite line was, uh... Oh, yeah, when she, like, gives herself up in, at the end to Candyman, and he's like... We have a bargain. And I'm afraid. Do you fear the pain?
1: Or what is beyond? Both. The pain, I can assure you will be exquisite as for our deaths
0: there is nothing to fear and i just thought that was like the coldest line (laughs) he could have said he didn't say like don't worry about it (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) it's it's dark and kind of a dick move
0: yeah but it's like the way he says it's just really badass
1: (laughs) his yeah the way he said everything was kind of badass
0: uh okay. What is your what was your favorite scene?
1: Uh my favorite scene was the last scene of the movie yeah. where Helen uh is called five times of the mayor and comes and kills Trevor and uh Stacy comes into the bathroom and like witnesses it. Yeah um witness, witnesses the aftermath and like after so like helen's funeral happened and then we come to trevor in about a couple seconds in you kind of realize what's gonna happen
0: yeah you do realize it and then they make it like super obvious when he turns the light off but yeah you do you do realize it like he's sitting there crying and then like when he turns to the mirror and he's like oh helen and you're like oh no Um yeah.
1: and then he says it a second time and you're like, "Oh, you fucking idiot." Yeah. But it was so well done. It had you on the edge of your seat. Yeah. It was such a perfect wade and a great movie.
0: I agree. Completely agree. Uh my favorite scene, I think I like the parking garage to dog kill sequence cuz I feel like that like set the tone for what the movie actually was. Uh yes. where it just became it just kind of turned into something you weren't expecting. And I just I thought like that scene really set that off.
1: Yeah, no, it completely changed the dynamic of the movie.
0: Um, what was the biggest scare of the movie for you?
1: Uh, this is a bit of an odd one. <laughs> it okay. was very early. It was right after she said, uh, "Uh, um, Candyman five times in the mirror," and she's in bed, and then Trevor comes up from like the foot of the bed as like a shadow oh yeah and that scared the fucking shit no out of that me. scared
0: me too i jumped that was <laughs> yeah, so scary I
1: <laughs> oh man that like this just like right after and you're really it's on so edge.
0: stupid too i think that made it worse fucking
1: trevor dude
0: yeah it's typical trevor
1: <laughs> yeah typical like trevor. why was
0: he doing that where what was he doing down there um what
1: a fucking asshole
0: that was a good one. I think, like, the that one or, like, the through the medicine cabinet thing, I was completely unprepared.
1: Yeah, no, that, yeah. That one, that one really got me off guard. Because, sure. like,
0: the whole movie has the thing with mirrors, and, like, anytime someone closes the medicine cabinet, you, like, half expect something to be there, you know, in their reflection yeah. sort of thing. But that, she was just standing in front of the mirror, and he just busts through the other side. Not what you were expecting.
1: Which, the mirrors were fucking, like, the idea of, the Candyman being on the other side of the mirror, which was I—that was really like poetic, I think, because like she's looking at the mirror, and she's the Candyman in yes. a lot of ways because she was proven to be the murderer, and she maybe not the murder, but she grew in being the Candyman, and uh, just like I didn't put it together till today after watching the movie, and like looking at the mirror, it, it behind the mirror was you all along.
0: Yeah, yeah. Which
1: I I really enjoyed once I put that together.
0: Yeah, and I think, yeah, again, like... I think that was, like, one of the the themes of what they were trying to do. Especially, uh, I think, with the race stuff, again, to go back to that. Where it was, like, you know, the... Like, Candyman was this, uh, like, dramatization of what white people believe a black monster would be. When in reality... Mm -hmm. Um, it's not like that. This is basically like what I got is what what they were trying to say.
1: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> very, very well thought out.
0: Um. Uh. Okay. <laughs> uh. There's no. There's no polite way to say this. Uh. What was your favorite kill?
1: Oh man, this is what I've been waiting for.
0: Right. I wrote down three in case you take one of. Because <laughs> I'm assuming you're gonna take one of these.
1: Yeah, I, I, I wrote down the Bernadette kill. I think uh, that it was, was one the of the one ones that got I wrote me most off guard.
0: And um, that was like, of all the kills, that was the one you had the most, like, affection for? Or like, because Bernadette yeah. did, did nothing wrong. No. And she was and, one of the nice people, you know?
1: She had common sense. You were rooting for her. Yeah. Um, you know, she was coming to visit a friend who was in need.
0: Yeah, she brought flowers, for God's sake. She brought Um, flowers. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I wrote that one down. I'll just say the the George Costanza death. Um, just because I was like the first on-screen one and you're like, oh no, this guy is just fucking brutal.
1: (laughs) Yeah. This guy just drove a hook through a torso.
0: The other one is Trevor, who is actually the second on-screen death. When it's, uh, Helen, zombie Helen, uh, just ripping him apart.
1: that was maybe the one I enjoyed the most
0: definitely that was the most satisfying yeah because um, fuck Trevor all right uh do you have are there any like lasting questions you have after having watched it and molded over for about a day
1: yeah a little bit so the funeral scene um and it's like at first just Stacy and Trevor and the English prick um <laughs> And then, uh, like, um, the, the, the the mother of the baby and the ki- kid and, and really the whole community from the projects come to the funeral mm-hmm. and, and in a long line, and part of it was, like, I mean, you mentioned this earlier, is, like, they, he, she ended the Candyman, and that's why they're doing it, Um. But part of me was like, I, I was just, I don't know, it, was just, it felt very out of place for me. I was confused by it. And I think that makes sense, but it's also like, I guess, I guess she eradicated the Candyman, but she's also now the Candyman. I don't know. I don't. It think confused it was, me, caught me a little bit off guard.
0: I didn't take it as like, she killed the Candyman, and that's why. I think it's, they talked about in the beginning how like, the idea was that it was this myth that was a popular rumor of that community for, to explain these murders. Um, and so I think like, it was something like they believed her, you know what I mean? Like they, oh, believed, yeah. cause they believed this They have heard this rumor. So it would, it makes sense that she's been tormented by this. And then in the end she saved the baby. So they know she wasn't the okay. one, the monster. That okay. was my interpretation.
1: That but makes yeah, sense. yeah, it
0: was like a lot of them to show up at once. <laughs> yeah. It could have just been the mother of the baby and the kid.
1: I think that would have been... I, I, I really wish they went that route. I feel like that would have been really powerful.
0: Um... Uh, do you have any other questions?
1: Uh, I don't think so.
0: I don't really have any either. I thought they did a pretty good job. Um... All right, let's talk, let's do some fun facts and then we'll talk about the 2020 version and what our hopes are for that. Or 2021 version. If <laughs> who,
1: for the who knows?
0: All right, do you want to start? Or do you want me to start?
1: Um, you can start.
0: Okay. Well, let's talk about the bees. We did mention the bees. Uh, there's a lot of bees in this film. Uh, there's a lot of facts regarding the bees, and mostly that's because uh, all the bees in this movie are real. There's no CGI bees, which is almost more scary.
1: It is. It's terrifying.
0: I love the fact they're they so they're actually they were actor bees. like they're they're screen bees. and I guess like they're of a certain age where they're like they look fully grown, but they're not as aggressive. I guess. Yeah. Like, they have to be a certain age or something. Um, But yeah, all the bees were real. Um, There's multiple fun facts with the bees. I'm just gonna... If you have some, feel free to hop in. Uh, The actor who... Tony Todd, who plays Candyman, uh, was stung 23 times throughout recording. He's of all the characters, the most covered in bees. Uh, You know. Like, full facial. Yeah, full facial bees. full facial. Uh, he was stung 23 times throughout recording, uh, but got a bonus per sting.
1: It was a $1,000 bonus per sting.
0: Yeah. That's not it's bad. A, it's it's a cool 23, 23 grand is I'd
1: I do that. I'd get stung 23 times for 23 grand.
0: <laughs> There's a quote he said, I had a great lawyer, $1,000 a pop. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a great quote.
0: He also, I guess, <laughs> also... <laughs> Um, the, there's a lot of bees in his mouth at one point, and those are oh also real bees.
1: I can't imagine that. And
0: apparently he wore, like, a mouth guard so that, like, they couldn't go down his throat. Um, but that, I mean, they are in the front part of his mouth, that's still bad. That
1: sounds like the worst thing in the world.
0: Like, there's a scene where it looks like he's vomiting bees, and to know that that wasn't like post-production that that was a legitimate shot is just horrifying
1: that guy deserves an oscar yeah he deserves every oscar
0: uh i have another b fact are you ready for it lay it on me uh virginia madsen plays helen yeah she's also uh, in contact with bees she's allergic to bees Uh, not what you want and the director (laughs) the director basically said like you're not allergic to bees you're just scared and she's like no i'm fucking allergic to bees (laughs) and uh this was like such a contentious point they like had her get tested by like by like an actual allergy doctor and she did have an acute allergy to honeybees she was more allergic to wasps so they basically said like you can do it
1: Uh, that's when the 90s are, are coming in right there this is the, oh you're not allergic to bees you're the, just scared
0: this is the. This is according to virginia madsen what the director said after the test or she, okay she said um i was tested for every kind of venom i was far more allergic to wasps so he said we'll just have the paramedics there it will be fine <laughs> <laughs> there you go <laughs>
1: incredible In the nineties <laughs> were a wild time
0: um like this is these quotes are just so uns- like i can't even imagine this is again virginia madsen we had a bee wrangler he pretty much told us you can't freak out or be nervous or swat at them uh they used baby bees on me they can still ski you but are less likely when they put the bees on me it was crazy because they have fur it felt like little q-tips roaming around on me
1: that's this so is more gross. unsettling than the actual movie.
0: Yeah. Oh, gosh. They had this, a bee vacuums, which wouldn't harden the bees, but they would take the bees off my face and head. <laughs> it took 45 minutes to get all the bees off? <sighs> all right, That's too awesome. many bees. Fucking I'm going to have nightmare. bee nightmares. Forget the movie. <laughs> yeah.
1: Fucking uh, hate bees, dude.
0: Uh, what are your fun facts?
1: Some casting uh, alternate scenarios. Uh, Eddie Murphy was originally um, asked to play the lead for The Candyman, um, which would have completely changed the movie.
0: It would have. I mean, he has the physical look. Like, he looks kind of similar to Tony Todd.
1: He kind of does, yeah. But, like,
0: the demeanor, it it would just be. You would have just saw Eddie
1: Murphy and it would have taken you out of the movie.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: And then the other one was, uh, um, if, um, uh, Virginia, uh, what's her name? What's her last name?
0: Uh, Madsen.
1: Mad- Madsen, uh, didn't step into the role of Helen, then it would have been Sandra Bullock before she got famous.
0: Interesting. They don't really look alike, do they?
1: No, they don't, but, uh, that was, yeah. I mean, Sandra Bullock's fantastic, I think she would have nailed it, but. Yeah,
0: Probably. Definitely would have been a better, like, swap than Eddie Murphy for Tony Todd. Yeah. So the, uh, the filmmakers were, (laughs) this is how you know it was, like, an early 90s movie. And, like, (laughs) they were concerned it was going to be seen as racist. Which is, like, a good sign you should stop right there. (laughs) 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 Um, so they consulted the NAACP, and I guess the NAACP, their concern was, like, we don't Is it bad that the villain is black? And the MAACP basically said, Why are we even having this meeting? Like, why shouldn't a black actor be a ghost? was their response. (laughs) (laughs) So they proceeded.
1: Bard was like, at least they tried, you know?
0: (laughs) They did, yeah. That was that was you can say that. Uh do you got any other facts?
1: Um, there was actually a candyman killer. Well, um, between the years 1970 and 1973, Dean Corll kidnapped, tortured, and murdered at least 28 young boys in Houston. That's a that's a lot. That's a big number. That's a lot of that's a lot of people. That's a lot. Like, because if you think of like the other like really famous serial killers like Ted Bundy and and Dahmer, like they don't get up that like. That high. That's a huge number.
0: Yeah, that's, that's um, many.
1: And he earned his nickname because his family owned a candy factory. Willy Wonka. It all comes back full <laughs> circle, right there.
0: Uh, this is a great fact. Um, they they creatively edited the murder of George Costanza to tone it down in order to get they it
1: tone that down? to tone it
0: down to get it to an r rating because it would have been <sighs> beyond an r rating <laughs> the way it was originally edited which is just wild to think uh, i guess that's why they so in that scene <laughs> yeah. they cut to helen's like reaction they like cut back and forth and i think that that seems to be what they did instead of just full full uh full hook action
1: uh fun fact: There were once in talks for a Candyman Leprechaun crossover movie. What? <laughs> yes. Um, the director of the Candyman was uh, in talks with it, but um, Tony Todd, who played Candyman, just was like, "Fuck no! I like, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not doing this awful idea."
0: <laughs> That's good. He like cares about the character um do you have any other fun facts or do you want to move to the 2020 version because that's kind of a good
1: um i think we can move on
0: yeah because i was was gonna say that's a good transition because uh tony todd is playing Candyman in the new one um not sure if he'll have a b bonus hopefully not (laughs) hopefully there are minimal b's Um, but yeah, so it's currently at this very moment, um, two weeks removed from our last episode, which would put this in late July, 2019. Um, (laughs) uh, it's currently scheduled to be released September 25th. I would say that is up in the air. If they are going to have a theatrical release, they might just choose not to do that and do, I mean, that might just be the new thing. I mean, that's a whole other discussion, but. Yeah, Yeah. I don't want to think about that. Yeah, yeah, and so I think what's cool about this is there's a few things that are cool about this. One, Jordan Peele co-wrote it with the director. Uh, The other thing that's cool about this is the director, I think. Uh, Her name's Nia DaCosta. Uh, She's directed one film before this. She's quite young. She's 30 years old. And it definitely feels like this is Jordan Peele giving an opportunity to someone who would not have otherwise gotten an opportunity, which I think is reason to be excited. I yeah,
1: absolutely. And it's gotta be somebody Jordan Peele trusts, you know, if like he has his faith and she's got my faith.
0: Yeah. And, uh, he co-wrote my it God, as well. She's going to knock out of the park. Yeah. He co-wrote it as well, which makes me feel like he's going to be a little more involved in like a normal, just producer credit, which he has. Um, and yeah, yeah, I mean, in my head, I'm imagining this as, like, a mentor-mentee sort of situation, which is cool.
1: Yeah, it kind of makes me happy. Like, just Jordan Peele, like, just doing good things with his, like, newfound, like, uh, what's the term? Platform. Like, newfound uh, platform, yeah. He's giving other people a shot that, yeah, that wouldn't otherwise have the shot.
0: Uh, yeah, so that's cool. And then cool thing number three is the premise. So it's titled Candyman. There have been Candyman sequels. I think they're bad, uh, which makes sense. they probably like all horror movie. Like, I bet he killed like a million people in the second one and just totally ruined the whole thing. Yeah. Um, the premise, though, is uh, cool because the main character is uh, Anthony, who was the baby in the original.
1: That is, yeah.
0: Yeah. So that,
1: that is a great idea.
0: Yeah. So he's the main character of it. Um, also cool, uh, Tony Todd is cast as Candyman, which is, I feel like, awesome. Usually I would yeah, be he's unsure. Yeah, back. But yeah, usually I'd be unsure of, like, bringing back a character who you sort of kill. I mean, it's a little ambiguous because he's, like, a zombie to begin with. But like the character itself is so distinct that I'm I'm for it.
1: Yeah, yeah, and he like he just brought such a uh, when he was on screen it was such a presence that like really was re- really critical to the original K-N-Man was his presence on screen.
0: Yeah,
1: and I I think it's gonna be critical for the new one.
0: Um. Okay. Uh, another cool thing and really all we have is like a brief synopsis there's one trailer and then there's a cast list on the cast list there is someone cast as helen lyle so oho uh, make of that what you will
1: i was not expecting that
0: me either i just noticed it it's not for it's gonna Mass be like a
1: tag team murders you know like uh
0: <laughs> like a buddy
1: man and helen just uh, yeah buddy cop film Are we getting a buddy cop film? A
0: buddy cop murder fest. Uh, It's not Helen Madsen. Hell yeah, I'm in. It's someone else. But still, that's uh, interesting. Uh, But yeah, so I guess we'll see how it goes. It's kind of like an extended sequel specifically tied to the original. Is kind of how they're phrasing it. All right. Uh, It's time to move on to our last couple segments, which we always do first is shit we forgot no what are you drinking our beer
1: <laughs> every time
0: what are you drinking
1: I'm, I'm this is one of my favorite beers ever uh, it's called Cali Creamin from Mother Earth it's a cream beer and I want to read the tasting notes oh. vanilla bean which you really you really taste the vanilla in this beer <laughs> it's really fucking delicious let me tell you. color cool and crisp Smooth finished ale with a natural flavoring flavor added. Highly recommend this. If you, Eric, if if you ever get if you ever what see Cali Creamen, get it.
0: Cali Creamin. What is it, what is the brewery? Mother Mother Earth. Mother Earth. I will look. at I like cream beers. Um, they're yummy. Uh, I am drinking. Sorry, I am drinking a Pacifico from last. Cinco de Mayo, <laughs> which was in the back of my fridge, <laughs> and it's apparently been there for almost a year.
1: No, no, uh, only a couple months.
0: <laughs> no, that's right, yeah. It's only been, it's yeah, only been like no. two, two months.
1: We're in late
0: July right now. If we, we haven't done this this time, obviously, but hypothetically speaking, if we do one episode like every eight months, we don't have to feel as bad for doing like two hour episodes
1: that is true That's my logic
0: like you have this to chew on for eight more months so you better savor it
1: yeah <laughs> i like that logic
0: yeah all right and then uh the only part of the show that matters uh fuck this thing you got one
1: i got it go i thought of it, it during this episode but i got yeah, it
0: me too go for it
1: all right we're we're in quarantine right now uh obviously um, and my fuck this thing is the time of day, from like one o'clock to like four or five o'clock. because mm-hmm. uh, I, I feel like I do well in the morning. In the morning, I got my routine. I I drink coffee, watch shitty TV, like the Today Show. Um, you're watching the, you're I'm,
0: telling You're telling me you're watching the Today Show.
1: Uh, yeah, no, because it's like it's on in the background while I scroll through Twitter and and play Candy Crush, you know. So I'm not watching it, but it's just on.
0: So much has changed in two two short weeks. Okay.
1: I, <laughs> I am a forty year old person now. <laughs> um, but I got my morning figure out. Then I go on a walk, and then I eat lunch and lunch. Like, because feeding food is always the best part. But from like one, I I've already eaten lunch to like four, four thirty. It, that time of day fucking sucks. Mm. It's rough because once it's like five, five thirty, you can start you can grab a drink and then you have dinner to look forward to. But that right. time of day fucking sucks. There's nothing going on. You're just kind of wasting time waiting for it to get later in the day when you don't feel like a fucking loser. You know, just watching TV or not doing shit. Right. Fuck that time of day.
0: Yeah. Fuck that. Fuck that thing. Um, uh, my fuck this thing is, uh, going to work in a quarantine. (laughs) Uh, it feels like... You
1: say that now.
0: It just feels like I'm, like, the last kid still at school. Yeah. (laughs) That's all I'll say. I do realize that, like, (laughs) everyone hates it (laughs) on the other side. But I just want to be home for two weeks. It's, like, my whole dream.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it kind of is, yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. yeah, so, yeah, fuck that.
1: Yeah, like, if you, like, you never got it at all, that would be fucking bullshit. Like, the dream is, like, two or three weeks before things start getting opened up, mm-hmm. your your work tells you to go home, you know? So you get it for, like, a couple weeks, right when you would get, like, really out of your mind, everything goes back to normal. Yeah. That's the dream, yeah. you know. But if you never got it at all, that'd be fucking bullshit,
0: right? Yeah. Well, we'll see. Here's hope. Here's hoping, we will see. Um, but yeah, right now I'm still s- slumming it to work while everyone's um, just sitting around.
1: <laughs> You're doing God's work, Eric.
0: That's the thing. I am not. <laughs> That's the thing that I think that's the thing that makes me so mad is like I know how unessential I am. So the fact that I'm going to work on an on, on an essential work exception is just really really takes the cake. Yeah.
1: If you're like a nurse or a doctor or like a grocery store like a checkout person, you'd be like you like you you do you have an important job. You, society is going on because of you.
0: Right. And I'm this you're
1: saving people's lives and you're letting like people eat
0: yeah, and that's just not that's just not what I'm doing. So uh, really, I'm going on, I'm going to work and doing what everyone's doing in quarantine. Just I have to wake up and shower. And it's <laughs> awful,
1: which is bullshit.
0: Yeah, I just sit for like half my day. Anyway, this has been swell. Uh, we have, I promise, we'll do another episode in the next eight months. Uh, it will happen. Yeah, I mean, we don't we don't have any time now, so yeah. it's like we ran out of excuses to not do
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> what else are we gonna do?
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> we were like I just told our- you my my four hour block in the afternoon is awful. <laughs> <laughs> it's your worst. It's the worst Nothing thing in your life right Nothing to do for now. the entire day, so. <laughs>
0: We were, like, talking about different movies to do for this, and then we realized that we could literally do every movie we threw out in that process and (laughs) (laughs) probably still run out of things to do uh, podcasts on. So, yeah, uh, we will have more, Coven. Thank you for not unsubscribing or resubscribing conveniently in time, (laughs) you pricks.
1: (laughs) You motherfuckers.
0: Thank you for... Never having any doubt that we would always return. <laughs> uh, and with that, I guess uh, stay drunk, everyone. Sprinkle
1: it yeah, stay drunk.
0: Calphorid and chocolate and the miracle or two. The Candyman. The Candyman can. The candy Candyman can. Posse mixes it with love and makes the world taste good. Who can take a rainbow, wrap it in a sign, soak it in the sun and make the strawberry lemon pie?
1: The Candyman.
0: The Candyman.